Hi, thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Maragakis of Simply Be Wellbeing. I'm a women's life coach, podcaster and speaker and wellbeing provider. I'm also a mindfulness and meditation teacher. Welcome to Mindful Mutterings. Please like, share and subscribe and thanks for listening. Hi, so um, I wanted to talk about toxic relationships this week and I mean, toxic relationships are a bit like quicksand, you know, they slowly pull us down, draining all our energy and uh, obviously have a very negative impact on our well-being. And whether that relationship is with a partner or family member, friend, someone you work with, it's it's the same kind of things that we go through. And being in a toxic relationship can have serious consequences for our mental health and our emotional well-being. So I wanted to share with you some strategies to help you manage those toxic relationships and and try and preserve your self-esteem and ultimately find the strength to be able to recover and heal and move forward. So I guess the first step is to recognise the signs because we don't necessarily know that we're in a toxic relationship. So to do this, we need to start to become mindful um, and just be aware of our interactions and how we feel after them. So toxic relationships are generally caused by consistent patterns of manipulation, uh, maybe emotional abuse, disrespect, uh, negativity. And if you're not sure that you're in a toxic relationship, then um, I'm going to describe some of the more common examples. And obviously, these are also part of normal relationships. But if you've got one or more of these, then maybe you need to start looking at the relationships that you're uh, currently in. So if you're being constantly criticised or belittled, you know, this is a sign of a toxic relationship, as is their controlling behaviour and jealousy. Maybe there's emotional blackmail and guilt tripping, um, a lack of respect for your boundaries. Maybe there's dishonesty and betrayal, um, more seriously, emotional and physical abuse, um, frequent arguments and conflict going on with no resolution, just a constant energy battle. And maybe just a constant feeling of being drained or anxious or even depressed after you've had interactions with these people. So what can you do to manage a toxic relationship? Well, firstly, like I said, you need to be mindful and and find out whether you're actually in one. And then it's about setting boundaries and prioritising self-care. And I say this like it's, you know, it's an obvious first step. But having the strength to break free of a toxic relationship is, an, is the most important and characterful um, thing that you can do to acknowledge that you found yourself in this situation. And please, it's not a failure. You know, it can happen to anybody. Um, we can find that we can start off in relationships that are really healthy for us and they can become toxic. It's not that you've done anything wrong. It's just a situation that must be remedied. <clears throat> so... Once you've identified that you're in this toxic relationship, then it's about um, finding steps to get you out of it so that you can recover and heal. So that's what I'm going to talk about. So like I said, one of the first steps then is to start setting clear boundaries because you absolutely have the right to protect your emotional well-being and prioritise your self-care. And if you're not sure what boundaries look like or how to set and reinforce them, then you can try some of these or maybe all of these are what's needed. So first, spend some time with yourself and just identify your limits, you know, decide what behaviour 
that you're seeing is unacceptable to you and what you actually need from the relationship to feel valued and respected. And then you've got to try and get that across to someone else. So you really need to communicate your boundaries well and you need to express them when you're calm and you need to be um, assertive but not aggressive. And I've done podcasts on the difference between this before because being confrontational will only make things worse. Um, and also you're dealing with someone who feeds off that kind of negative energy. So have a really clear idea of where you want the conversation to go. Don't don't engage with behaviours. Don't allow yourself to be triggered. You need to be in a, you know, quite a good, calm place when you have this. And you need to have maybe write some notes, you know, maybe have bullet points or something. But you need to know what you'll want to discuss and the outcome of that conversation, how you want it to be. And then refuse to get drawn into other situations. Try really hard to stay present and be mindful so that you can choose to respond to the way the situation is playing out. Because this is another thing, you know, when we're in toxic relationships, people have worked out our triggers and they're very quick to use them to their advantage. And we, if we allow ourselves to be triggered, then we're just going to go around in circles again. So it's about trying to stay really present and, like I said, having a clear expectation of what you want and not allowing yourself to respond when they do something that irritates you or that that makes you feel a certain way it's about having that split second of awareness that yep this is how they manipulate you this is how they get you to to be the person they want you to be and you're not going to do it anymore so it's about staying present and choosing how to respond and also you need to be prepared for the possibility that they will probably push back because then they're not going to want you to be setting boundaries you know, they're not going to want you to change. People like to feel in control of a situation. And when you start to push back, that's going to make them feel threatened. And so they will probably do, you know, they'll probably be quite unpleasant or the, or they'll go the other way and they'll be really lovely and wonderful. But you already know that, that that's not how they really are. So it is about telling yourself over and over again that setting boundaries is healthy and necessary and absolutely you're right and you need to do it. And maybe to enable yourself to do that, you might need to distance yourself. You know, sometimes getting away from the toxic people is essential so that you can gain some kind of perspective. And then you can evaluate your relationship and focus on your recovery and your healing. Or it might be that actually you've worked out that both of you together just form a toxic relationship. And that, that's a good thing too, because at least you're starting to understand the dynamics. And maybe this person is lovely on their own and can form a really healthy relationship, as can you, but together you're not a good combination. And so that means you can then have these conversations and move forward, you know, as, as conscious creators and as adults working in partnership rather than the inevitable um, or almost inevitable that happens when couples break up where it becomes an energy battle and a tip for tat kind of thing. Also, a good support network is really, really important. You know, having um, people that you can rely on who understand your situation who are willing to offer you empathy and encouragement without you needing or their needing to be involved in the situation or telling you what to do. You don't want someone else telling you what to do. You've already got a good idea of that inside you. You've just got to listen to it. But what you do want is that, that kind of courage and strength giving from the people that you care about around you. And also sometimes you just need a safe place to go so that you can just kind of lick your wounds and get yourself together and work out your next steps. 
And then, and this is the tricky, it's emotional detachment. And detaching yourself emotionally from a toxic person is or can be incredibly difficult. But it is also absolutely necessary for you to be able to heal and move on. Um, because if we can't do that, then we'll never be able to step aside from that. They'll, even when we're not together, they'll still be able to control us because we're still giving so much of our emotion and identity to them. So it's really important that we start to see ourselves not as an extension of them or as a result of their behaviour or the life that they've helped us to create or they've, you know, we've been part of creating. But actually, we need to start looking at those emotions. And that's, again, where mindfulness comes in and thinking, right, OK, well, I've got anger bubbling up. Why, why am I feeling angry? Where am I feeling that in my body? You know, how much of that do I own? How much of that is me interpreting what I think was meant or, what I, you know, what I felt was done? And how much of that is squarely I don't, the fact I don't like the way the other person was behaving. And then once you start to have those questions with yourself, the, the emotion has less control over you. Because instead of allowing the emotion to dictate our behaviour, we then start to use the emotion as what they're designed for, which is a signpost to let us know that what we're thinking is not working for us. And that, again, gives us more control. Um, and obviously, that there's loads of stuff I've just said there. And, and when we're in a toxic relationship, it can be really, really difficult to know what to do first. So the first thing to do is to accept the reality, you know, you have to look at the person that you're with and appreciate them for who they are, really understand who they are, not who you want them to be or not how you think they should be, but who they really are. Because it's not your responsibility to fix them or to make them change to be the person that you want them to be. Um, and they will have learned these behaviours as a survival skill to to what's gone on in their past. You know, whatever whatever lifestyle they've had before, whatever conditioning they've had from their parents, this is the result of, of their past experience. And so you, you can't expect that to change overnight. And unless it's not working for them anymore, it, they're very unlikely to change it. Um, and so we have to understand that the only thing that we are responsible for is us, how we respond to situations, how we choose to move forward with things. We cannot make other people change and we should not make other people change because that's not our role. Our only role is to work on ourselves. And then we need to manage our expectations because we really need, like I said, to be honest about the other person and what can be expected of them, what they're actually capable of doing in a relationship, what their emotional capabilities are, what their practical capabilities are. Because if not, we're punishing for something for something that they just can't do. They just don't have in them. And that's a really tough one for us because we kind of judge everybody by our own standards. And we think, well, I would behave like, you know, this, that and the other. And I would expect other people to do that to me. But that expectation is only often going to cause you suffering. Because unless that person is exactly like you, and that is also highly unlikely because we're all unique, then there's likely to be disappointment. So it's much better in all of our interactions if we... If we stop superimposing what we think people should be onto them and actually get to know the person that they are so that we can change our expectations and they have the uh, opportunity to um, impress us or um, for us to be able then to raise our expectation of them. And that would be nice because then it would be a, a pleasant little surprise. Um, and then obviously we need to focus on our growth because 
rather than trying to change someone else and for all the reasons I've just said if we if we turn all that energy onto ourselves and we work on our own self-improvement and take responsibility for our life and the decisions that we've made and maybe we reflect on the past so that we can see how we can use them as opportunities to learn and and to grow and to find out ways to not do things then we get a really clear understanding of what works for us and what areas we might want to work on and all that energy can go on on us on achieving our goals or becoming a better person on working on how we choose to respond to things rather than allowing ourselves to be triggered and this is all how we we gain control over our life and we become conscious manifestors and we can maintain our focus and achieve our goals so this is really important in any area of life not just in um, relationships and then you know you didn't think you were going to get away with it but obviously practice mindfulness um because you have to do the things that bring you peace and help you to stay present so that you're not constantly replaying conversations and fretting about, you know, all the woulda, shoulda, couldas that could have gone on in the relationship. It's, if you can stay present, then the past, you can start to let go and you're not worrying about the future and you can be grounded and you can, there's an opportunity to let you heal that way because you're just dealing with what's right in front of you. And that's really important. It just kind of gives you a little bit of peace and, and allows everything to be processed so that you can start to filter and deal with the way you feel about things and then obviously if you need it seek professional support dealing with toxic relationships of any description um, can really take a toll on your mental health so maybe uh, therapy or coaching can be really helpful in helping you to assert yourself or set boundaries or maybe deal with past issues and unhelpful beliefs and ultimately empower you to move forward with a new mindset and it's not a failure to ask for help is never a failure is the most empowering thing that you can do because what you're saying is I am worthy of of a better life I I am worthy of having a different mindset of of being happy and fulfilled I just need a little help getting there and that that maybe six week or 12 week or whatever support it is that you get has the opportunity to completely change the rest of your life and then obviously when you're working with a professional other benefits include you know like um a different perspective because they have an impartial view of your situation because they're not ultimately involved and there's no emotion there they can help you to gain a little bit of perspective and clarity and insight and obviously they'll be help you to identify healthy coping strategies so that you can manage your stress, manage your emotions and start to see how you can release um, what you're feeling. Because you've then got a safe space where you can talk about your feelings and your fears and your frustrations and then they're not going to judge you. You know, that's that's what they're there for. They're there to help you to find a way to move forward and they'll give you the support and that, that sometimes is what we need, just having someone there who's not directly involved, who doesn't know the person, who doesn't really know us, but can help us see where maybe our thoughts aren't helping us or where maybe our behaviours are causing us to suffer and then can give us really useful practical solutions to move on. That, Like I say, that can be the best use of time. Um, and like I say, anyone who invests in their own well-being and development and is understood the power of taking control of their life then kind of becomes a role model for someone else or um, 
the changes that you're making in your life has a beneficial impact on everybody else's well-being um, because you're interacting differently with them and so not only do you benefit from the situation and do, you know you grow and you become more but maybe you're the inspiration for someone else to get themselves out of a similar situation or just for someone else to see that there might be a different way to live and when we're focusing on, on our personal growth, because we've had to deal with toxic relationships, um, it's really important that we practice self-compassion. You know, please, please be kind to yourself and don't don't start blaming yourself for the way things have gone. You know, just you need to start working on how you can come to understand or maybe just try to understand that you absolutely deserve to be treated with respect and love. Everybody everybody deserves to be retreated with respect and love um, and unfortunately we are the harshest critics of ourselves and we we say terrible things to ourselves and that also does us more harm so please be kind have a little bit of um, compassion for yourself you're on a journey like everyone else you know sometimes things don't go to plan but it, the difference is when we know that things aren't working for us and we choose to do something about it that that shows such strength of character and also let go of guilt you know it is completely okay to prioritize your well-being and walk away from a toxic relationship it's also incredibly empowering and will help you to develop confidence and resilience um, and obviously that then has a massive impact on the rest of your life and self-care I, I go on and on and on about it because it, it is a priority you cannot help other people you cannot deal with life you cannot live a happy fulfilled life if you are not taking care of yourself if you're not creating space to process information if you're not nurturing yourself or expressing yourself creatively if you're not taking time out every day to manage your stress and your emotions and your overwhelm then ultimately uh, your your emotions and stress will take care of you and that's not where we want to be in life we want to be proactively managing this so taking part in activities that um, you know nourish you, maybe exercise or hobbies or spending time with people who support and inspire you has a huge beneficial um, gain to the way that you deal with things and your the quality of your life. And then probably another really difficult thing to do is to start to forgive and release. So when we forgive someone, it doesn't mean that we condone their behaviour because clearly we don't, but instead it's about freeing ourselves from the emotional weight that the situation you've been in has put you under, because when we hold on to negative feelings, we are the ones that suffer, because we're storing all that resentment and hatred and guilt and anger or whatever it might be, we're storing that in our body, and then we're torturing ourselves by replaying the events over and over and over in our minds. So when we're mindful and we start to acknowledge what we're feeling and we've put in place everything else that I've spoken about and we can start working towards getting to the point where we can acknowledge that that person can only behave in that way because it's who they are, it's, it's what they're capable of, it's a response to what's happened to them in the rest of their life, then we can start to find compassion for them because well let's be honest their life so far must have been pretty pants if they think that this is an acceptable way of behaving and what that allows us to do then is to start to distance ourselves emotionally so that we can we can forgive we don't have to forget but we can forgive and we can move forward 
And that for us is the most important thing. We don't want to be living in a Groundhog Day kind of um, response or reaction to our emotions because all that will happen is we'll end up in a similar situation in the future. So we need to take all of these opportunities for growth and find a way to learn from them so that we don't find ourselves in the same situation again. And managing toxic relationships is challenging, you know, it really is. But with a mindful awareness of how we're feeling and, and what how we're responding and a commitment to ourselves or to prioritise ourselves and our needs and obviously our recovery and healing, it, it is possible to break free from their grip. Um, and yeah, I think really it's about understanding that to do this is something that you might have to do in stages you know and you are going to need support and you are going to need positivity and maybe using uh, mindfulness tools like meditation affirmations could be really useful here especially as our self-esteem and confidence might have taken a little bit of a knock and a gratitude practice which might seem really random considering what you're dealing with but actually maybe gratitude for the support network you've got around you or maybe being grateful for the fact that you've realised that this situation is not healthy for you and you're now doing something towards it. Or maybe being grateful for the fact that you have a learning opportunity and an opportunity to change your life. Find something to be grateful for because that really helps with the brain chemistry. And once our brain chemistry starts to be more positive and more productive, then obviously we can see solutions easier and we can express ourselves clearer because we're thinking in a more uh, proactive way and positive way. And obviously all of that then makes dealing with the situation so much easier, which in turn builds our confidence and resilience for our next relationship. And so by doing all of these, and there, I appreciate there is a lot there, but you don't have to do all of them and you can just start really small. Um, so, and as you do that, as you take each little step, they all kind of layer up all these little tweaks that you're making to your life and the way that you think and the thoughts that you're identifying all start to layer up until you've got a completely different mindset and um, coping skills and uh, boundaries. And so this situation is less likely to happen again. And obviously that's that's where we want to be. And you can now recover. You can take the time to nurture yourself and get to know yourself and work out what it is that you want so that you can go on to have really healthy and happy relationships and regain your identity you know find a sense of self-worth and inner peace and yeah that's that's what we want for everybody so I really hope that this um, it's been a whistle stop tour through toxic relationships but I really hope it's given you some ideas about how you can manage them and if you are in toxic relationships um, an idea of maybe Maybe it's made you aware that it is a toxic relationship that you're in. Maybe it's made you aware that there is something that you can do to end this situation. Or maybe it's made you aware that actually you need a little bit of help in this situation. In which case, please reach out for it, whether it's to your support network, whether it's to a colleague, whether it's to a professional. If it's me, then please get in touch. You can contact me through the website simplybe.org.uk. And if I feel that maybe I'm not the best person to suit you, for what you're going through then obviously I can signpost you to someone else but whatever you're doing please don't try and do it alone if you feel you need that help because someone is always there who is the right person so as always thank you very much for listening um 
please subscribe, like and share so that you don't miss out on any of my other mindful mutterings. And I look forward to seeing you for the next one. Take care. Bye.